This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 457 for August 18th, 2020. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, and I'm joined, as usual, by the BAM Meister himself, Destin Legary. BAM! Hey, everybody. Doing a little uh, technical direction work this time. So if I'm more distracted than usual, it's because I'm doing more than usual. Yeah, it's, uh, I appreciate it, because it's uh, it's sort of a bit extra busy week around IGN as we prepare for Gamescom. So uh, usual production not available, Destin kindly filling in. And making his unlocked, actually, two, both of these other guys making their long-awaited unlocked returns, <laughs> the beloved, the only podcast unlocked panel member to ever have a perfect Q rating with the audience in IGN history. <laughs> and see, Seth thinks I'm talking about him, but I'm actually talking no, no. about Mark Medina. Sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm just off today. Destin's wearing his glasses, and I I, I don't know. Today's a weird day. It's a weird day. <laughs> it's all right. It's, no, it's a What are you day. talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, it's great to be back. I don't think I've been on since the pandemic, so no. it's great to see all you guys. <laughs> Hello, well, you, I'm alive still. Yeah, you've been drooling over the PlayStation 5 on Twitter, so I've been like, I don't know if I should have Mark back on. It's, you know, it's, it's a little, uh, it's a little like wipe the corner of your mouth, my friend. It's, I've been playing a ton of Outer Worlds, a ton of Grounded, and a ton of micro, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes. So, <laughs> which or the latter of which we're going to talk all about. Uh, in fact, that is the one of the uh, the primary reason, other than the fact that we like him a lot, that wow, Seth you. Macy joining us from IGN Maine, the main yep. office. Population yeah. one. That's good to right. see you, my friend. <laughs> it's great to be back. It's good to see you all as well. I'm excited. Yes. Uh, in fact, let's just jump right into it because it is, you know, we were talking about this on a recent podcast. Like, you know, it's the, the, at the end of the day, Sony, their exclusive studio, their first party studios keep pumping out by and large nine and 10 out of 10 rated games. They just have earned that incredible track record. And Microsoft, uh, I mean, yes, you have Ori and the Will of the Wisps, phenomenal game this year. And Forza Horizon 4, probably the last tremendous, like, 10 out of 10-ish game before that. But uh, actually nailing that 10 out of 10 from IGN.com and Seth Macy, the first Microsoft game to get a 10 from IGN in quite a while, is not anything you would have ever expected <laughs> but this is so great i just i am eager to talk to you about this seth that 10 out of 10 for microsoft goes first one in a while to microsoft flight simulator and uh, i read your review and it you're not crazy my friend there's the, the metacritic on this is 93 <laughs> when i checked this morning like it is getting tens across the board a lot and some nines i mean Talk about this, Seth. First, give us kind of the quick overview for people that maybe just haven't been paying much attention to Flight Simulator. And then I, I really want to talk more about this. Sure. Uh, well, Flight Simulator is amazing. It's, it's a beyond me amazing. It's an amazing would be a nine. It's a, yeah, masterpiece, it's a masterpiece, which is a ten. It, uh, yeah, I kind of agonized over this because as I was, you know, playing it and sort of formulating my opinion of it, the whole time I've just like been in love with. Just like the promise of the game that you can take off and fly from any airport in the world. There's 37,000 airports you wow. can fly on, on Earth and you can take off or land from any of them. I mean, that's kind of all you need to, to know 
to know that this game was going to be amazing. But the fact that they delivered on it, well, it's like the you execution act- of it, right? It's like the execution, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, the the the. I want to hear about the weather. I want to hear about the the accurate details. I want to hear yeah, about yeah. how they've covered up the inaccurate details. And just like <laughs> go into the detail of of what makes this game so insane in the best of ways. So on, you know, of course, there's so much thought given to just the, the flight models, the, air, the aircrafts, the there's the handcrafted airports, but it's the Bing, the real data, real world data integration from Bing Maps. Uh, real world weather integration. There's real air traffic. You can turn all of these on or off. It's up to you. Uh, well, other than the big maps, obviously, that's mm-hmm. kind of a critical part of the game. But yeah, they've taken all these real, all this real world data. There's two petabytes of just map data alone that stream to your computer. Of and that's that's is that two thousand terabytes? Is that that's correct? two thousand terabytes? Yes, <laughs> that's a lot. Which, my my hard drive. I just built a new PC. It's it's got uh, two terabytes. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> mine's the same thing. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're you know we're like ten years from those you know two ter- uh, two petabyte being just like the normal PC drive. But you know, it streams to your computer accurately. They have some space age of meets magic algorithm that fills in where buildings are supposed to be like you 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 can fly over your house like i say in my review it might not look like your house but <laughs> it's exactly where your house is supposed to be i've done it yeah. a million that was like one of the first things i did like i don't i was like let's go find my house we flew over my house flew over my kids schools you know we flew over my parents house i landed at my old town uh airstrip on an island in maine took off from it just did all of these incredible things that look you know obviously when you land on the ground it falls apart a little bit because the buildings don't look like you know you're like hey that's not joe's house that's somebody <laughs> else's house but it's why where is there a mountain in joe's front yard <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had any uh weird glitches like that where mountains appear where they shouldn't be but yeah i was just playing this and it was i was just so blown away like before this game even existed, I would sometimes go on Google Maps and just look at stuff. I don't know. I might be the only person who did that. But then somebody, you know, a few years ago to Sobo Studios was like, hey, what if we take all this Bing Maps data we have and just like make a game out of it? And it's can you, can you talk about the visual aspect of it? Because we've seen on IGN every time we've put up a new gameplay video of this game, and this goes back months, it just kills people click on it like there's no tomorrow. Because this is this is arguably the most one of the most next generation looking yeah. games in in quite some time. I mean, it, it's it is borderline photorealistic in most mm. places, as you said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a you know thousand feet above the ground, it looks like you're in an airplane. It you know more rural areas sort of fall apart when you get lower. And but I, well, I flew over the IGN office, and it was accurate to where you could see the awning in the front wow. of the building. The only yeah. inaccurate thing was there wasn't a lot of, uh, there wasn't the permanent con- road construction happening, <laughs> which somebody pointed out in the Slack chat. But and yeah, traffic it's, jams. Yeah, and, and the traffic jams and like a couple that of construction. That construction thing is not a joke. I've worked <laughs> at IGN for five years. Not one moment was there not construction happening on 2nd Street. I've taken a lot of nails in my tires <laughs> from, from uh, all that damn construction, but that's neither here nor there. Now, Mark, you've played, I want to hear from you too, because you've played a, yep. a good bit of this. I've got it, uh, I said it last week's show, I finally, after five years, I just had a new uh, gaming PC built. 
And mm-hmm. I am like, this is the perfect thing to throw at it. And your review, I was um before I was kind of like, it's a simulator. Do I really want to bother with this? But your review totally tipped me over the edge, Seth, right? I very much want to load this up and, and plan to do that here this week. But yeah, Mark, what mm-hmm. what have you thought of it as you've spent some time with it? It is funny to think like, is this a simulator or is it a game? Like I, it's, it's, it's a weird mesh. There are leaderboards. Uh, yeah, I've played, I was reluctant at first. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this at all. Uh, and I, uh, I, the first thing I wanted to do was mess with the weather. We wanted to make a video about like the different weather effects and stuff like that and see how seamless it was. And, uh, our original plan, this is, it's like a weird thing to say, right? So our original plan was to fly around New York and show New York in different weather patterns. Sure. Now, we are a San Francisco-based company. I know San Francisco better. <laughs> so then I, I immediately was like, well, if I'm making this, I'm doing San Francisco because that's – and it's just weird to think that, like, real-world experiences helped me make a better video in this game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I made it snow in San Francisco. It was fantastic. That's everybody's favorite thing <laughs> to point out. God. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, does it snow in San Francisco? I'm like, no, it, it was very snow. temperate. I but hate those snowstorms. That we we made it happen. Uh, but yeah, just flying over the water. I was flying from the Bay Bridge to the Golden Gate Bridge. And if you look, my computer has a 2080 Ti in it. So it's it's it was oh, able to keep you. up. But man, that water was it was just real water. It just yeah. was like it was amazing. Um, and I did the same thing. I flew to, uh, the town I live in now and I flew to like my wife's parents' house and the mountain thing isn't a joke. I found their cul-de-sac and for some reason there was this like mountain protruding out their front, (laughs) but that was only when I got super close. It's really cool. The game has a, it's called active pause where while you're flying, you just press a button and you just freeze in midair, but you can still move the camera. You can still, the game's still running. The plane is still a hundred percent. Like you, yeah. you just move around. That's how we made the weather videos. I would just pause it. I would change the weather and then I would just resume. And so then it would just look like a flash. It was really, really cool. Um, the landing challenges. I know Seth would probably want to talk about these. I am ninth in the world in one of the landing challenges. Really? I'm, sh- I'm sure that hasn't, I'm sure that hasn't lasted. Uh, the <laughs> game came out today. All the Aussies and New Zealand players really <laughs> yep, hit it hard. Yep. I, I, I texted Seth yesterday and I was like, I was like, all us, all us like, you know, early access people are just like raining over the, the leaderboards and <laughs> it ends today. So, you know, yeah. get your scores in now. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a really great game. I, I honestly, your best guide is to use like Google Maps or whatever. Cause I, I wanted to fly over Chernobyl and I'm like, all right, where's the closest airport and where's Chernobyl? Okay. And I would just like, plan a route and then i would just fly there and i was just using google maps it's really really cool seth how on the sort of this subject that mark touched on how much how gamey is it like it is <laughs> in the name flight simulator so right. th- i think that's i know i'm kind of wondering that before i dive in uh, uh later this week I, and i might be able to people, speak to that Go ahead, Actually. Destin. Yes. Never played a flight simulator later. Had no idea what the hell I was doing. I picked it up and I flew a plane in about two seconds, Ryan. Uh, it defaults <laughs> to like everything being on easy, at least on yeah. the account that we use to do the, the early access. And uh, I picked it up and I flew to my apartment. I flew around uh, Suwannapum Airport in Bangkok. I probably said that wrong, but um, 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was. It's like Grand Theft Auto controls, and I think Seth, yep. that's that's what you said. So I just yep. wanted to say, as somebody totally inexperienced with anything flight yeah. simulator, I was able to hop in and figure it out. And, and I'm in fast. the same boat as you, Dustin. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and yeah. I know Seth, you in, a, in addition to the detail you're about to provide there, I know you you did try it out with the Xbox controller as well. Yeah, I played. I say primarily, I played it with the Xbox controller, uh, and more recently, I started playing with an Airbus. Uh, Thrustmaster Airbus control stick, but it controls perfectly fine with an Xbox controller. If that's all you have, you're, you're, you know, there's a little bit of the nuance when you're first taking off. You can't, there is a little bit of a worry that you might, you know, hit the tail as you're, as you're heading out, but no, it's, it's fine. You'll have a lot of fun. And if you just, you know, want to go sightseeing and then maybe eventually learn a little bit more about the actual simulation aspect. Yeah. Are, real quick, are you guys only using the Xbox controller? No. No, no, no. Okay. I have a, let's I have, see it. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Oh, that <laughs> thing is cool. What I what I mean is I didn't feel like that there was enough buttons on the controller. Oh, so no. I'm using I, the controller and the keyboard. Right. Yeah. When I played, uh, I played medium assist, which is like halfway between just mm-hmm. arcade, you know, quote unquote arcade style and full simulation. And yeah, I still had to use. Um, it's like F3, F2 for your thrusters, oh. F8 yeah, for like your F8 flaps, for your but then full flaps. And yeah, but then everything else, you're you're steering with the controller, you're looking around, you're yeah. doing that kind of stuff. But well, you do have to then. kind of reach up and use your keyboard, which does make me wonder how this thing's going to work I, on an I actual sat on Xbox. The couch <laughs> and I only use the controller. So it was how did you easy. move? With the sticks. You use the sticks <laughs> to move, and like what? it's A to like turn up your power yeah, you or whatever map. it's called and then b to turn it down yeah mm. completely customized I mean, that, that, controls so yeah i mean that does raise an interesting point of so obviously we're podcast unlocked this isn't a it is a microsoft first party game and it is coming to xbox we just don't know when mm-hmm. in light of halo's delay and this thing being a 10 it sure would be nice to have it at launch as yeah. something super cool to look forward to but no word yet maybe they're trying for that but our our are after Halo, maybe they're gun shy to confirm it, which would be totally understandable. <laughs> uh, so we'll just kind of have to wait and see when it's coming to Xbox. But I would presume, I or let's put it say, I would be surprised if this, if the if the upcoming Xbox version of this doesn't have mouse and keyboard support to do yeah. exactly mm-hmm. what you guys were talking about. Like I'm sure there will be a way to play it uh, as Destin was with just the gamepad, where it's really simplified on the control side, but. I'll bet it also will support keyboard and mouse, so you can you can kind of combo up if you want. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, how many things do yeah. you really need to think about in an airplane? I mean, you you got your <laughs> right, <laughs> you got your flaps, you got the back tail thing that moves back and forth. You got to go I mean, faster hey, the, and slow down. The, the SpaceX, fine. The, the SpaceX Crew Dragon docked itself autonomously to the space station. That's right. It's just. It's just put on autopilot. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just surprised Destin knows all of the technical terms. The oh, floppy yeah. thingy, the little... Uh, it's, it's amazing. The only time the game bothered me is when it's like, all right, here's how you disengage your brake. Here's how you raise and lower your landing gear. But I think where I want to finish this conversation about this game is, Seth, that that this really is just a tremendous experience to be celebrated. Oh, yeah. Like, there's there is... You, there is nothing like this. Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. And uh, I, I was sort of talking yesterday when I was streaming about how you know this real time, real world data streaming integration. Like in five years, 
will the four the next Forza Horizon of 2025 just be you know Bing Street View and you get to race through your real neighborhood? Like this is to me, this is the generational leap that sort of nobody really saw coming. Like just yeah. this integration, this clever uh, way that they use this data is so much more impressive to me than. You know, I don't care if we have two millisecond loading time. Well, that's not true. Their loading times are kind of a bummer. But, you know, <laughs> instantaneous, like, just the excitement of seeing what, like, just pick an airport. Pick an airport. You can land there. You can take off there. It doesn't matter. I flew a historic flight from Pyongyang, North Korea, to Seoul, South Korea. A flight of brotherhood and, and peace and love. And it was awesome and fun. And it took, like, an hour. I almost <laughs> didn't land. But that's okay. I did. It comes with a little bit of a caveat, though, this game, What's that? which is, uh, well, if you go into the menus, it does tell you how much data you're using. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, I recently you can limit it even. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recently uh, working from home went ahead and, and you know, Comcast people, they, they get one terabyte of data a month unless you pay extra for unlimited right. data. And with how much we do, I was like, I'm finally going to have to just pay for unlimited data. One terabyte's a lot. If you're playing this game, though, one yeah. terabyte is not much. Yeah. How much? Seth, didn't you didn't you mention how much you used in the review? Yeah, I did. Uh, at the time of the review, I'd only used like maybe a few megabytes. But That's after nothing. having, well, I'm up to 229 megabytes now. Of That's data. Nothing, Meg- megabytes? Yeah. Yeah. Not megabytes. Oh, megs. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Not gigabytes. Oh, that's no, nothing. No, no. Then That's never nothing, mind. No. Yeah. How do, yeah. I and that's like, playing <laughs> a lot. Like I just keep. Jumping in and and, and so doing the it's challenges. Clearly, yeah, it obviously it's only streaming where you're flying. You know, it's yeah. it's not it's not just yeah, it's just using what yeah, it it's needs, basically your yeah. you know GPS. Like if you got Waze on your phone and you're driving yeah. somewhere, it's it's similar to that as far as streaming is concerned. Okay, never mind. There's no downsides. <laughs> I, I it was a lot more to be honest with you. I I was talking to you and you. you I don't know. I I took it the wrong way. Apparently, it, it's totally fine. <laughs> qu- question well, for you, Seth: Is there a way to download the data of a city or no? Like, yeah, so if you, you don't, have more if you have a, maps. yeah, exactly. If you have like a really bad internet connection, you can just download the one city. I don't know if that you know is going to improve your your experience if you have it streaming anyway. But that is a, sort of a workaround if you don't. You know, it's like the old flight simulators where you'd buy the expansion pack for Wyoming or something. You know, like <laughs> you can do that on your own and just fly around Wyoming. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations to Asobo Studios and Microsoft because this is just fantastic. And yeah, well, uh, th- this will this now. I mean, it's we're extra hyped for it to come to Xbox now. And this was a thing where we knew we knew it was coming, but now that it's out and it's a ten, everybody loves it. It's just like it's something yeah. extra to get excited about. I mean, this arguably is going to be, uh, assuming it comes out on an, on the Series X relatively soon, even if it's not right at launch. This is probably arguably going to be the the most uh, the biggest technical showcase yeah. for the Series X that you can uh, that you can throw at it for for the early going here, unless one of the third party games <laughs> like surprises the heck out of us in in the technical department. So yeah, good stuff here. Now, just as sort of a follow up to this, I wanted to quickly kind of review the year so far for Xbox Game Studios, and I want to do that because. Destin, you know, you and I are on the show every week. We we've well, spent years 
<laughs> when, when you're not busy, busy producing behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, we've spent years just in the desert with, with Xbox first party games. I mean, there's yeah. no beating around that bush. Years I mean, it's, of war? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Gears 5 was uh, one of two games we got in 2019, the other being Crackdown 3. So, you know, it was uh, you got one good game, one good first party game. <laughs> and and it's just yeah, it's been it's been slim pickings, but let's look at look at look at this, listen to this guys. So 2020 so far, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, IGN 9 out of 10. Bleeding Edge seems like that game's pretty forgotten, but it's fun enough. We gave it a seven, uh, so solid there. Gears Tactics, PC only, back in April, but it will be out on Xbox Series X on launch day. That's an eight. I've I've played through that game. It's really good. You guys are going to like it a lot if you haven't played it on PC. That game is super good. <laughs> yes. Uh, other than the, the the repetition of the of the side missions, that was the one thing I would call out on that. But anyway, uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Seven there as well. Viewed that uh, one. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So good stuff there. That's super fun. Grounded only in game preview. It's early access, and we did hit it with a five. So it's it's very much still in the works. And I know no, a lot gra- of grounded got a six. Six. Sorry, I, I don't know why I had that uh, t- nice typo on my part. But um, I've I've seen some Xbox fans upset about that uh, about our score. But the reality is, like, you can pay money for it. Even though with the understanding that it's that it's still in development, but if you pay money for it, the thing you're paying money for right now, mm. we feel is a six. It will hopefully get a good bit better than that. But that's yeah, out that's, this year. That's honestly something we could really dive into. The fact that companies are now saying stuff is in early access, but charging money for it. So yeah. we get a lot of flack for giving people our impressions, but at the same time, the company is making profit off of it. So our goal there is to actually inform our audience about exactly. the, the state of the game. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I definitely understand where the community is coming from. Like, Oh, why are you reviewing this? It's, it's in early access. I do feel like that is a way a lot of developers are putting out a product early and charging money for it. And, you know, they almost get a pass from the community for for recognizing that it is an early access, but which, which is understandable yeah. to an extent. But again, yeah, if you want money, then you can, you know, <laughs> we want to be able to tell people what they're exactly. going to get for their money, yeah. exactly. and we will. And the follow up there is when it leaves early at game preview slash early access, we will do a final review. But yeah. mm-hmm. anyway, uh, so Ori, Bleeding Edge, Gears Tactics, Minecraft Dungeons, Grounded, and now Flight Sim, a ten out of ten, still to come. From Xbox Game Studios this year, tell me why. Uh, actually, I should start. This week is Battletoads, finally. So looking uh-huh. forward to checking that out. Battletoads, tell me why. Wasteland 3 is the end of August. And then we don't have a date yet, but they did reiterate to me when I previewed it very recently. The uh, Crossfire X, complete with the Remedy-developed single-player campaign. So we're still expecting that. No Halo, but but look at that. I mean... Let's see. Ori, Bleeding Edge, Gears Tactics, Minecraft Dungeons, Grounded, or okay, Early Access, Flight Sim, Tell Me Why, Wasteland 3, Crossfire, Expat. Ten games. Ten games. The it's it, that we have come to not just an oasis, but a but a a night a lake. A lake <laughs> finally to quench our thirst as Xbox fans looking for first party games. And now with with these 15 studios. Uh, that hopefully will that lake will never dry up ever again. 
Uh, and we have a 10 out of 10 in that group. Mm-hmm. And we have a nine in Ori. So and it, we have to give credit where credit is due. And uh, if you're a if you're an Xbox fan who has stuck it out uh, this entire generation, the tide is finally turning as far as as Microsoft actually getting some good first party output uh, turned you, around. So you running through those, Ryan, it, it just kind of sparked a thing in my brain that we have flight simulator sort of a, a technical demo basically and you know really really gorgeous game and we also well, don't call f- it a tech demo i know you didn't mean it in, in a bad I, way i'm sorry sorry uh what's another way i could say it technical, technical showcase, showcase. Yeah. technical showcase would probably be a better way to put it yeah uh i didn't mean a tech demo but also something that's also showing the uh technical aptitude or power of uh what the Xbox studios could do is the new Forza game coming around the corner. They've teased yeah. little shots of it. So we have these two games that I think Xbox and Microsoft definitely have a leg up on the competition. Nobody does games like these that I can think of. I mean, there's the Gran Turismo series, but I, right. I just think Forza blows blows that game out of the water. Yeah. It has for a while, uh, and certainly in the gameplay department, and certainly you could argue the the looks department too. And, and we'll see. It'll be interesting to see... Uh, at this point, actually, which whether the new Gran Turismo that was shown at the PS5 event or the reboot of Forza Motorsport, which one will come out first on the on its next gen console? Because um, I would respectfully have to disagree with you, Destin, about it uh, I, you, being around the corner. Though I appreciate the car pun oh. that you used there. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. I mean, they said early in development. I, I don't think it's. I don't think we should be expecting Forza anytime soon, but. When it comes out, uh, we know it's based, just based on that video alone. It's certainly going to look good. Well, I appreciate you pumping the brakes on that <laughs> on that statement. You know what? Can I? Can you go? Can you not be on the show again? Can we go back to <laughs> let's lure it to the next topic? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, a quick, couple of quick programming notes before we get to the rest of the news this week. Uh, one, we need your Yappa comments. I've mentioned this on the last couple of shows. Yappa is our new commenting option. It's not the only thing. You can still leave a traditional typed comment under you know, any article on IGN, but we have uh, the Yappa option now where you can actually leave a video comment. Uh, and and the, the what I want to do with this with Unlocked, as you've seen on the last, I think, two episodes, is use them for the loot box. And maybe if if we start to get enough of them, we'll expand that to the trivia as well. But for now... The loot box, because it's nice and easy, you just get on there, introduce yourself, and you ask your loot box question to the panel. We'll have one coming up, but uh, if you wouldn't mind, I would love to hear from you. Just look for the the post for this episode. So if you just type like IGN unlocked 457 for the episode number, and then scroll down to the comments and you'll see the Yappa thing. You don't have to make a Yappa account. You can sign in with your Google account with Discuss, if you use that commenting platform on other sites, or you can also sign in with Facebook or LinkedIn. So try to make it as easy as possible, and you'll hear and see uh, who we ha- who we uh, have queued up on Yappa later in the show for the loot box. But I would love to hear from you, because I do think it adds a fun little element to the podcast, especially here on the video show, where uh, where we can see and hear from you. And finally, IGN Prime is back. Mentioned this at the end last week, but we're relaunching our service so where you can browse IGN ad-free on mobile and desktop. There are IGN store discounts. And we actually have cool shirts, Seth. Yes. 
uh, yeah, like, like a I mean, thousand everything. pop culture, them. all kinds of like licensed pop culture stuff. I don't even yeah, know Marvel, DC, uh, Star yeah. Wars, Nickelodeon. I just did a uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High batch nice. yesterday. Uh, yeah. You can you can download videos for offline viewing if that's helpful to you and download game guides, the wiki stuff. If Miranda were here, she would speak to that for offline access there, plus free indie games and more to come. So uh, use the promo code unlocked to get a free month of the new IGN Prime. So you can find more details about that on IGN.com. All right. Housekeeping out of the way. Next up, uh, the we've got the DC fandom coming up, guys, which I am I can I'm so excited to finally see what Rocksteady's got uh yes. with Suicide Squad. But the we know that's coming. And then Batman Gotham Knights, the Court of Owls Batman game. Is it going to get announced this weekend? I think so. <laughs> but their teaser campaign continues. Uh, they, they, they're they just putting out stuff. Uh, I don't know if, if any of you saw what was going on today, but I, am, I, I, today. am I the only one who's just exhausted by this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely over it. You are not the only one. This is the longest, weirdest marketing campaign. We talked about it on NG Plus yesterday, and uh, it's been going two years. It started back mm. in like 2018, I think Dorno said. So the game must yeah. have got delayed, right? Which I know Jonathan Dornbush on our team hypothesized. Like there's no way that that was by design that you would start mm. a teaser campaign like that, that long. I I hope so. Like <laughs> two years ago, they teased it with t-shirts and then they've been showing us logos for about a year now. We all think it's Court of Owls and I just want it like this isn't cutting it for me. <laughs> it's not doing it it's making me frustrated more than anything i just like okay i don't care about your logos just show us a trailer or an image or anything not a not you're a teaser e- image like an image of the cover seth you're a, you're eternally optimistic how do you yeah. feel about this uh hmm <laughs> You put me in a hard spot because now I can't say, well, I kind of agree with Destin. No, you're allowed to. <laughs> okay. Well, I kind of agree with Destin. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I know what they're, you know, it's, it's, you got to build hype. You got to get everybody excited about a game, but like two years into it, like he said, at this point, we have, we had a title screen for Metroid prime four, <laughs> no sign <laughs> of that game. So, you know, just give us, give us a little something. Enough yeah. of the teases. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I, it's it's kind of hitting close. I don't have any actual investment in this game, but I do have a lot of investment in Call of Duty and Call of Duty is kind of doing the same thing where we all got sent these projectors and it. I don't know what any of it means. And all it led was to a website that's going to do more clues. And I'm like, just announce your games, people. Just tell me what games I get to play. Stop with these ARGs. Yeah. So yeah, they've been they've been now adding on this like redacted Twitter account where there's you follow more clues and teases. And it we do seemingly have the name confirmed, which is uh the same thing that leaked some weeks ago. Batman Gotham Knights, uh, which but it does seem like it will be the Court of Owls story or influence or theme of some kind. No spoilers. I'm reading that series right now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've only They're ever bad. heard great things. <laughs> They're bad. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I know that these teaser campaigns are really only ever seen by us hardcore gamers that are following mm-hmm. this every day and the 
99% of people who they're going to be marketing this game to have never heard of the ARG and this teaser campaign and never will. But it does, I'll tell you, I, I'm like now predisposed to being annoyed by this game <laughs> mm-hmm. rather than being hyped up for it. Like it's, it basically has to win me back over now, which it can do <laughs> easily if the, if the gameplay premiere asset is great, but I'm kind of going into it now, kind of like, <sighs> rather than like, <gasps> yeah. so that's, and feel free to feel free to gif or meme that. I'm sure <laughs> the internet will have fun with that. But but yeah, I think it's I think they've kind of like dug themselves a hole a little bit, and it's going to be a little bit of an uphill climb to win to win people back. Like their announcement asset better be good, <laughs> otherwise yeah. I think they're going to dig themselves a little bit of a deeper hole. Yeah. All right, uh, next this week because let's see what are we we're we're already gosh we're already over half an hour into the show. The developer behind the Metro series is now working on more of the Metro franchise and a new AAA IP. They've been acquired by THQ Nordic's holding company, which is called Embracer Group, for 80 million bucks. Uh, Embracer picked up 4A Games, its proprietary game engine, and the Metro IP. The Ukraine-based company will now, quote, operate as an independent studio under Saber Interactive which Embracer also acquired this year. Uh, as for what's next for the studio in the wake of the acquisition for a game CEO, Dean Sharp said this quote, together we will continue to build on the Metro franchise and we'll focus on bringing a multiplayer experience to our fan base. Sharp also added that the team is looking forward to quote, building a new and even more ambitious triple I IP in the near future. How are you guys uh, feeling about Metro and, and the idea of, a multiplayer component in what has traditionally has to this point been a single player only story driven uh, first person shooter series. That's Seth? actually what I was, I was going to ask was I thought that the trilogy of games sort of represented the full Metro story, but I'm not like a big Metro guy. So I'm probably mm-hmm. wrong about that, but I thought, you know, there were three games because that was the story <laughs> that was being told. And now they're, you know, I'm sure they'll do a great job with it, but you know, I'm not, We'll see. Metro. <laughs> Very inarticulate. <laughs> what if it's Metro becoming games as a service? Ooh. Let's not. Let's not. It, could be, it could be possible, though. It like is that, definitely possible. That could be what they're thinking about, like, these story set actually... pieces, taking you through it, and having a bunch of people with random Metro-type gear on going through an experience. But I can kind of see that being cool, actually. It could also be like Escape mm-hmm. from Tarkov. Like, on the other side, it could also be like Escape from Tarkov, where it's survival-based, because that fits mm-hmm. with the Metro franchise. Right. I, could see, I could honestly see them going either way. Mark, you a Metro guy? Not really. I played Metro Exodus. I played the first, like, I don't know, eight hours of it. But the thing is, when I think of Metro, I think, like, I almost it's it always reminds me of Crisis, where it's like, cutting edge graphics, you know, a really intricate, like well-told story. And and it's like people that are fans of that franchise are fans of what that franchise is. And so it does always kind of worry me when it's like, Hey, there's going to be this Metro thing. That's not, you know, Metro four or whatever. Mm, so, yeah. you know, but, but I, I, I don't have a strong opinion on it either way. Uh, Metro Exodus is really fun though. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's a, a new Metro that'll also have a multiplayer component. Like, all right. I mean, multiplayer is a crowded space in the shooter mm-hmm. genre. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. it's tough to to find any ground, but I can't blame them for trying because if you can carve out a little piece for yourself, it, it'll really help the longevity and obviously financial side yeah. of your game with being able to sell, whether it's, you know, just cosmetics or, or things like that. But but then, hey, a new a new AAA IP from the from 4A, which, I mean, they've got a great track record. All the Metro games have been really good. So it'll be kind of uh, nice to see them branch out and have the financial security to go out and, and build a new idea. So we'll look forward to that in the coming console generation. Uh, next, this is a fun one. I don't know if any of... Uh, if if any of you guys ever worked retail uh, at some point, as I did. Uh, I did, as a matter of fact. Yep. <laughs> Tom Warren from The Verge posted a picture of the shipping box mm-hmm. that contained those Series S slash Series X controllers that <laughs> were outed last week. But the actual, you know, the cardboard box that they come in when they're shipped in batches to these stores. And the shipping boxes have an orange sticker on them, which I have seen before, both working mm-hmm. in retail and just in my days, like in the OXM days, we would get, you know, we'd get like a box of something and it would have the, it's a street date sticker. And it says, do yep. not yep. open until whatever the street date is. And those controllers have a sticker on them that says, do not open until November 6th. Mm. So the internet wisely theorizing, I think that that could be, the launch date for the Series X. That's a Friday. Guys, so, yeah. If I had to guess, I, w- I would guess that it's like a week before launch. You think uh, so? so? here are my credentials. Uh, I worked at Hollywood Video slash Game Crazy, and then I worked at a Target Electronics for three years. Yeah, um, the controllers, accessories, and stuff like that, it's not uncommon for that stuff to hit store shelves right before a console comes out. Right. So That's true. Uh, just to deal with like shortages, most people are going to go in and buy a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, and they're going to buy several controllers with it. If they can get some of those accessories out before the console hits, especially since those for the Series X, the oh, wait, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I got mixed up here. Regardless, I would guess that. We're looking at mid-November. Uh, just, just I, I don't think that that is the release date, but it's going to be at least a week before, probably. Okay. That I mean that. Yeah, you may. I've I've definitely seen that before too. I'm mean, even going back. Um, I don't know if it happened in the Xbox One if in this generation, but it definitely happened in the th- in the 360 generation and previous ones, where even some of the launch games would end up pressed onto disc, and you could buy them in stores before mm. the console came out. So there is certainly a, a precedent there. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that, whether it's November 6th. Now, it would I'll bet they wouldn't do no Friday the 13th. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> that's too spooky. Just got, <laughs> that's like temp, that's just tempting fate for Microsoft at that point. That, and every Friday the 13th, the Microsoft store always has a sale on the Friday the 13th franchise. They don't want to mess that up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's, we will. That is a true thing. I'm not making that up. Every Friday the 13th, you can get those movies for like a buck a piece at the Microsoft store. So PS4 launched, I want to say, November 15th or 16th. 
2013 and Xbox was a week later. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder I wonder if that's what we're going to get again. They could launch could on a weekend or something too. It's I think like Nintendo has. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, this is I think this is legit. I was a little skeptical when I first saw this, but now I think I think it especially with uh, like Cyberpunk coming out what the 17th 19th, 19th yep. and then Assassin's Creed coming out like the week 17. before that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think this is it. Think Hold so? on to something, guys. I think this is it. This is <laughs> it. <laughs> he's planted his flag in the ground. He's, all, he's all in. We're all shocked. Now, I like so that we'll the, controller, the controller has like caused so many problems because it's also the one with the box that says right. works on Xbox Series S. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> the controller reveals everything. Like, there's probably a price for the console. The, oh, man. The, the controller direct, guys. It's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Where are we at for time? Or All right. Let me just minutes. do. We've got, uh, I want to run through the new Game Pass games, because again, this is this is the, the most compelling argument Microsoft has uh, in their portfolio right now, is just the insane value that is Game Pass. This week, of course, Flight Simulator, launching into Game Pass if you're a subscriber and, and have a capable PC. Spiritfarer, which uh, our own Tom Marks gave a 9 out of 10 to and is imploring people on Slack, play this Begging game, people. it is fantastic. <laughs> The aforementioned Battletoads on August 20th. Uh, that is coming up just in a couple days here as we record this. A game called Crossing Souls as well on the 20th. And Darksiders Genesis, which is the sort of top-down Diablo-style take on Darksiders, which uh, is pretty fun. I've played a preview. Darksiders Genesis is so good. Yeah, super fun. Don't Starve, Giant Edition, same day, August 20th. And then... Uh, I didn't care for the last one, but hopefully this one's better. New Super Lucky's Tale, if you need a, a, a cutesy platformer, you know, mascot kind of fix, that will hit Game Pass on the 21st. Then the week of the 24th, so next week, Hypnospace Outlaw, Tell Me Why, uh, which I mentioned earlier in the show too. The first chapter, that's episodic, of course, from Daunt Nod. That's August 27th. Double Kick Heroes on the 28th, and Wasteland 3. Talking about that one as well. That's the end of the month on August 28th. And then just uh, sneaking in, well, the beginning of September, that week of August 31st, Crusader Kings 3 and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard on September 3rd. So all that's all Game Pass. That's all part of your subscription, which is just incredible. It's unbelievable. And all that good stuff uh, keeps coming, keeps flowing right into your subscription on that. Also, I just want to mention the new Xbox app for Windows rules <laughs> oh really it's really good <laughs> yeah i just i i hadn't had game pass in a while and uh we got it again for grounded and which is weird i've had game pass before i was still able to get game pass ultimate for a dollar so i don't i don't know nice. Whoa, how that happened. don't tell anybody <laughs> so, don't tell everybody but just tell me, me about my job. for two dollars <laughs> it's amazing uh and so i'm playing on pc and the the it was like you have to get the new app and it's in the famous words of Todd Howard, it just works. It's finally, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Excellent. We'll love hearing that. Uh, loot box time. Let's see. Destin, I don't know if you have the capability to play this or not. I, I don't. All right. Then, you know, we'll save it for next yeah. week. I know that makes me a liar from earlier on the show. 
I promise I have a Yappa comment queued up and I would please send in more Yappa comments again. Go to the unlocked 457 page uh, on IGN.com. Just Google it and you'll you'll get to it and leave us a good loot box question down there. So I've got some Hello, good options crew. to Big choose fan. from. But let's see. Unlock block trivia, meanwhile, comes from Thomas Ferroni, who writes in and asks, as you probably know, it's very difficult to change the requirements for achievements on consoles. And Overwatch has done it several times. So which Overwatch hero was the first to have the requirement for their ultimate achievement changed due to a rework in their skill set? This I'm not an Overwatch player, so I would be <laughs> I'd be throwing a dart at the wall here. So I just I want to go on record saying calling uh, Simon Cardi really quick, guys. No. <laughs> yeah, I would not get this one. But uh, if any of you are Overwatch players, take a you let us know or I, just take a guess. I'm excited is it to hear you. Oh, I was excited to hear you try the name. Sorry, I ruined it. All right. Well, <laughs> give me a tr- give me a chance. I believe that should be Torbjorn. Uh, Mercy, Bastion, or uh, is it Symmetra or Symmetra? That I'm not Symmetra. sure. Symmetra. Yeah. Symmetra, thank you so much. Again, I don't play Overwatch. <laughs> uh, Seth, I'm going to go your way first. Any idea here? <laughs> it's a bummer because my kids know about Overwatch and they went to go get haircuts. So I am. <laughs> you can't ask. I don't know. <laughs> I can't ask that. I can't no, uh, phone no. a friend right now, unfortunately. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you want to oh. take a guess? Uh, it's the uh, the big guy. Uh, oh my god, what's his name? The Bastion? hammer. Torn oh no, oh, no, no, no. Maybe I'm not thinking of the hammer. The the big guy who has the deep voice. Johnny Deep oh, Voice. What were the options again? <laughs> There's four options. <laughs> I sent Torborn, you guys the dust. Torbjorn Symmetra. Yes, thank you. Uh, Symmetra. I changed. My All right, <laughs> uh, Mark. Any idea here? You no, know, so we'll just go with we'll go with uh, Torbjorn. All right, Destin, any clue? I I really like Bastion. I think it's the wrong answer, but you know what? I'm sticking with Bastion just because I like him so much. Well, I love it when everybody's taking a guess and there's three panelists and four <laughs> answers, and you guys managed to, <laughs> to all pick the wrong one. <laughs> it was mercy. It's the support so Thomas, character. Oh, okay. Thomas Ferroni, congratulations. You have stumped the entire <laughs> podcast unlocked panel. Uh, very good job on that, which makes for entertaining podcasts. So uh, if everybody else out there, if anybody else or everybody else, both has a good Xbox trivia question, please send it in. The way to do that is to email unlocked at IGN.com. Please include your question for multiple choice <laughs> answers and note the correct one in your email, and we'll play again next week. And with that... <laughs> I'm stunned at how bad we were. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I have no idea what I would have guessed had I not screened this email and seen the answer. I don't know what I would have... I, but I would have been guessing right along with you guys. So It's a panel this week made entirely of non-Overwatch players. So there you go. We know Ask the me about anything Halo. <laughs> give me halo trivia and i'll get it right but all right uh with that seth macy where can we follow you uh where can we you can help us save money i want you to tell yeah. us how to do that so, well you go follow uh, the ign deals follow the ign deals twitter account uh that's where you find all the, the money saving stuff but you can find me on twitter at seth macy or uh, on instagram at seth g macy look at you 
G money, Macy. <laughs> That's right. The G is for money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mark Medina. Yeah, at Mark underscore Medina on Twitter. Uh, I post uh, post about Mario 64 a lot. You do. So it's true. if you don't like that, then don't follow <laughs> me on Twitter. Because <laughs> I'm if not going to stop. <laughs> if that's, so that's one of the rumored like remaster re-releases as part of the 35th anniversary of Mario. Yeah. W- it, will that completely take over your life if that game comes out on Switch? He'll finish it's, it in like an uh, hour. It's, it's funny. I know, right? It's yeah. funny. There's a lot of people messaged me. I, I think I was still in bed and I had a text from Mitchell, uh, one of our coworkers here. And he was like, did you see this? And I, Tom Marks messaged me and Pear messaged me. Uh, the thing is, is it wouldn't stop me from playing the N64 version of Mario 64 because it's just going to be different. Yeah. But I, I would be very excited to play it. Yeah, for sure. I want to work. I just want to work on the wiki. I'm like, guys, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely would have it. I, I just want that. Give me give me Galaxy and Sunshine. If we're yeah, going to do I, this, both of those games are locked on their own consoles for very specific reasons, and I would love to yeah. be able to play them on Switch. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Sunshine has not been accessible for. Mm-hmm over a decade so it's, yeah. it's so good it's just a criminally underrated mainline mario game destin Legary, what are you up to yeah um we're going like right into gamescom so i actually started my gamescom build today i have a record for that show basically right after this episode and then uh personal stuff still stream over at twitch.tv slash destin and post youtube stuff on youtube.com slash the destin channel but next week IGN is doing uh, Gamescom all week. You're you're not going to want to miss it. We are the official partner, so yes. be sure you're checking that out for sure. Fantastic. You can find me on Twitter if you're interested, at DMC underscore Ryan. And I've got a new episode of IGN Unfiltered. Didn't have one in July. Didn't work out. Uh, it's been a little weird with... Uh, it's not a show I really want to do remotely over video, but we're doing it as best we can. So the one that just went up, ties into our Outriders IGN first coverage. It's with the co-heads of studio at Square Enix External Studios. So that's the the team that works with all of their basically sort of Western partners. So these guys, it's uh, John Brook and Lee Singleton are their names. They've worked on, of course, Outriders, but also Hitman Go, which I love. I love love that, that all the Go games. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sleeping Dogs, they worked on that as well. So check out all those stories. And then I actually have... Another, I have a makeup episode since I didn't have, I have one last month. There's another IGN Unfiltered next week. So we'll talk about that nice. next week. But that will wrap it up for Unlocked 457. Thank you, Seth, Mark, and Destin. And we'll see you all back here next week. Bye.